0: We'll talk about attitudes tonight. Turn to Ephesians 4 22 through 24. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. I tell you what, it starts in the middle of a sentence in verse 22, so I'm going to start in 21. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature. And your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Instead, Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Then in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, let me read the New King James James translation first. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And now I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. I really do like the New Living Translation. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Okay, I want you to put on your thinking caps, and I want you to imagine with me. We were living back in the final times, back when Jesus was walking on the earth and teaching his three years of ministry, and he had all his disciples following him. He had a lot more people following him, too. Let's pretend you were one of them. You are with him every single day. Keep in mind, he was human. He was fully human, fully God, correct? You're Walking with Jesus, what kind of attitude do you notice about Jesus as you're walking with him? Humble, compassionate, caring, soft and gentle, loving, joyful. So he was respectful of everybody, wasn't he? Pay attention to everybody. What else? He had a good attitude. It was very positive. He knew their hearts and still had a good attitude towards them, didn't he? He was open and kind. Always healing. I thought he was respectful, happy, courteous. I think he had a pretty good sense of humor. I just bet he did. He was helpful. He was optimistic. Was spiritual. What about when he cleansed the temple, what kind of attitude did he have that day? He had just righteous anger, didn't he? Because he was angry. So we're going to talk about attitudes tonight. Somebody tell me what an attitude is. It's a frame of mind, frame of your heart, the way you act. Because have you ever told your kids you better lose the attitude? The way you are around the other people, the way you act around the other people. There's two attitudes we're going to talk about tonight. That's positive attitudes and negative attitudes. When Jesus got angry, does that mean he had a negative attitude? No, he did not. He did not have a negative attitude. So when you get mad, do you have a negative attitude? We shouldn't, but some of us do. What the word says, be angry and sin not. Just because you get angry doesn't necessarily mean you have a negative attitude. People with a positive attitude are always looking at the good in every circumstance. They look for the good, what well, the people that have negative attitudes do. They tear down. They always see the glasses half empty, and they're always looking at the bad. In this life, you can't choose what happens to you, but you can choose to either look on the positive side and let the situation take you up or take you down, or you can look on the negative side of any given situation and you can let it take you down, you can become bitter, and you can even take it to as far as sin, can In this life, you can't choose what happens to you But you can choose to either look at the positive side of the situation and let it lift you up, or you can look at the negative side and let it bring you down. And we don't want to do that. None of us are 100%, are we? There's going to be days you have a bad day, but does that mean you have a negative attitude? I think a negative attitude is something you have day in and day out. I mean, you might have a negative attitude about certain feeling, but you look for everything to be bad, that's a negative attitude. You're going to see what you're looking for, aren't you? If you're looking for the good, you're going to see good. In others, in every situation, you're going to see good if that's what you're looking for. If that's what you're expecting, you're going to see good. But if you're looking for the bad, That's what you're going to see. You're going to see bad, but we're supposed to have the mind of Christ. And I think Jesus had a positive attitude about whatever he saw. Now he got angry at the money changers, but I don't think he had a negative attitude. When he got angry, it was for their benefit, wasn't it? Now then, there's lots of times when we go through a lot of bad situations. Last July, the seventh, when lightning struck my house, it was bad. I had to deal with insurance companies. I had to I had to deal with all kinds of different people, and I never had to do that before in my whole life. I knew nothing about it, but I learned pretty quick. And I had I learned that I had to stand up for myself and not let them walk all over me. And that's hard when you're usually quiet and don't say anything to speak up for yourself, but I had to learn to do that, and then he me lots of days and she said, well, I'm look around you. So I did learn, but we all face difficult times. Everyone of us do. I've lost a husband. i had my house struck by lightning. I've had bad days, and everyone of you have, too. I'm sure probably, maybe even a whole lot worse than what I've had, but Jesus promised us in uh, John sixteen thirty three. He guaranteed we're going to have troubles and trials and tribulations That's what he said, wasn't it? But there's another promise in that scripture. What is it? In this world you're going to have tribula- trials and tribulations but I have All overcome the world that's a promise too. He's overcome the world. So no matter what you're going through, you can expect that God's going to come through for you. He's going to lead you and guide you in the way that you should go. What does the word overcome mean? I have overcome the world. Rise above. Conquer. Get the best of. Jesus said he's overcome the world. Well, I do like Bill does on Sunday mornings. I went to Mr. Webster. It means to be victorious. Isn't that wonderful? He is victorious, and he conquers defeat. And so there's no reason for us to feel defeated. We've got the confidence that he's going to pull through for us, he's going to show us the right way to go, and we're going to be overcomers too. Through the blood of Jesus Christ. In our Tuesday morning Bible study, we're reading the book Acres of Diamonds, written by Jensen Franklin. Pretty good book. It's hard to teach, but it's a pretty good book. He writes that we can either let life's difficult situations take us down or take us up. It's our choice. Our attitude every single morning is our choice. Do you ever have a morning where you just don't want to get up and deal with people. You just didn't want to deal with life. But I learned a long, long time ago that my kids, when they were little, they responded better about getting up. And I woke up with a positive attitude myself. My attitude carried on through the family. And so they could wake up with a positive attitude. And if I got in there and said, get your rear in gear, and get out of bed, and get to school, and all that, would little bit too happy with it. But if I agreed them happily, said, come on, time get up. And I'll be honest, just about every morning I took the breakfast in bed. Well, I spoiled them rotten. And now with Becky living with me, lots of times I take her her breakfast over to the couch where she's sitting, so she won't have to get up and go pick it up. But it helps them have a positive attitude. We decide what our attitude is going to be in every situation. We decide if it's going to be positive, if it's going to be negative, if we're going to let it lift us up and encourage us, or we're going to let it take us down and become negative. Uh, you cannot choose everything that happens to you, but that's not what's important. It's not what happens to you, but it's what happens inside of you that matters the most. What what matters is what happens inside of you, in you. But I made a list of what if you do get a negative attitude. find yourself down and depressed and you get a negative attitude. How do you get a negative negative attitude? First thing you can do is ask God to show you where you have it. Now, one time you don't even have to ask God because somebody else may have already told you. That your attitude kind of stinks. And you don't want a stinky attitude. You want a positive attitude. But if you stay negative very long, some of your friends may come to you and say, uh, you know, you better watch your attitude. Get rid of the attitude. So, you ask God to search your heart, show you, show me where, negative and then forgive me, Lord. you ask for forgiveness for your bad attitude God will search your heart and he will forgive you for having a negative attitude but then you know what he puts the ball in your court Man, after he forgives you he just once that ball back across the net that's in your court you have to decide what you're going to do he's forgiven you so now what you're going to do you got to put some action to your faith. So here's some things you can do. You've got to put action in words, in your prayers. You search the scriptures, and I googled today verses that addresses a negative attitude. And you can do the same thing. And then I think you need and verses address positive attitudes. Once you look all those up, find some you really do like. And if you like me, I pick the real short ones and memorize them. Forget those long ones. I read them, but I memorize no short verses. I just take the easy way out. <laughs> find scriptures that address negative attitudes and positive attitudes. There's a bunch in there. Just Google it. Made up your mind at the very start. I'm not gonna get mad at God, and I'm not <laughs> gonna complain. Linda and Jen and Betty and myself went to visit some of our shut-ins last Thursday and Friday, and when we saw Linda Phelps. She was a totally different person than what she had been in previous visits with her. I said, Linda. attitude has changed 100%. I said, you didn't choose what happened to you. She did not choose to go into that nursing home. But she did. I mean, she had to. She had no choice. But she chose to have a good attitude about it. And she's witnessing to the nurses and the other patients. And she's happy. She is truly, truly happy. She smiled a lot. She laughed a lot. She made the nurses laugh. It was just she was back to Linda, to her old self. Well she decided she was going, she said, I might as well be happy about it, and you might as well. Because we don't choose what happens to us, but we choose what happens inside of us. Getting back to, to uh, the steps for getting over a negative attitude if you have one, if you know, always being negative. Uh, after you look up those scriptures, memorize them. When you think of the a negative thought, quote the scripture about positive thinking. Quote one of those scriptures that you memorized. Take those negative thoughts captive. It's been a couple of years ago, Donna taught in our Bible study, and I'll never forget it. She talked about taking our thoughts captive. When they're not good thoughts, you take them captive. Put them under the blood and allow God to help you with those negative thoughts. Make a conscious choice to watch what you think. That means watch what you, be careful what you're watching. Make a conscious thought about what you're speaking. If you start to speak negatively, stop yourself. And then speak positively. And then watch what you consume consume God's Word. Every single day, consume His Word, memorize His Word, commit it to your heart. And then stay away from negative conversations. You know what this means? Sometimes you may have to get up and walk away from friends and family, and that might be hard. But you know what? Growing spiritually is hard sometimes. It can really be hard when you put your life in God's hands and you allow him to start molding you and shaping you into what you want to be. It hurts. And you don't want to do it. Sometimes you want to stand up and speak out and tell people what you think when you need to be silent. And that's hard for some people. It's hard for all of us. Anyway, sometimes you gotta you got to uh, walk away. Get up, walk away, and I know it's hard to uh, to let God change your heart. None of us really like change. God loves us too much to leave us like we are. He loves us just the way we are, just like you are. He loves you, but He loves you too much to leave you like you are. So He wants you to change to become more like Him. Charles R. Spindall said, the single most important decision I can make today is my choice of attitude. So Before you ever get out of that bed, you make the decision, I'm going to have a positive attitude today. In order to be victorious, we must keep fighting against the spirit of negativism and live with hopeful expectation. Positive people always expect Best outcome in any given situation, they expect the outcome to be positive, to be good. They have faith in God that God will work out every situation according to His perfect plan. Having a positive or a negative attitude is your choice. It's your choice. Every single day, all day long, it's your choice. Uh, I made a little chart and I passed it out to the women at the Bible study, but I didn't pass it out to y'all. I'm just going to tell you. It's it's a little chart, and on one side I put positive attitudes, and the other side I put negative attitudes. Positive people see possibilities and opportunities in life, negative people only see failures and threats to life. When I get through reading, y'all tell me which one you want to be. Positive people solves problems in life easily. Negative people creates problems and struggles to solve problems. They just can't do. They don't see a good answer to any situation. Positive people gives confidence to achieve goals. Negative people creates more fear in achieving something. I may come along and. Tell Donnie, I don't think you can do that, Donnie. You might not think about doing something different when you comes along. Donnie, come on, you can do it. You can do this. It's the difference between positive and negative. We want to be positive. Positive people give you hope. Are you giving people hope? Of course you are. Negative people <laughs> makes. Positive people helps to respect others' opinions and ideas about something. You support them. Negative people always makes us complain about others' ideas and opinions. Well, it just ain't gonna work. You can't do that. If we've done it this way for fifty years. You can't do it. And she may have a really good idea, huh? Gotta be open and have a positive attitude. Positive people understand others' worries and pains. They feel you pain. They feel you worry. And negative people never understand anybody else's worries. Because you know why? They think about self. And their worries. Positive people, people with a positive attitude, and this is scientific, it's already been proven, they're healthier. If you have a positive attitude, you're healthier. Negative attitudes promotes physical illness and sickness and mental problems. You stay negative, you're going to have problems physically and mentally. People with positive attitudes are usually in better financial positions. People negative people usually don't feel they can become financially successful, so they have no goals for financial and the financial field. They but you're not ever going to be rich. You probably won't be, will you? Positive people help others achieve their goals. Negative people blame others for their lack of success in reaching goals. Been around anybody that all they do is blame other people, blaming everybody else for their problems. People with a positive attitude, people want to be around them. People with a negative attitude. Nobody wants to be around. Uh having a positive attitude allows you to be more productive at work and around the house. I didn't know that. But negative people tend to complain about all and criticize work projects, pointing out all the reasons why it won't work. Positive people, because I know sometimes when it's my day to clean the house. There's some days I just don't want to. And uh, But you got to do it anyway. So you might well had a good attitude about it come And thank God that you got a house to clean. Right? Mm-hmm. I think it was around 1996 or 97. We had a tornado came through in the middle of the night. We didn't know anything about it because we lived way out in the country and didn't come out there, but heard on the news that downtown Fort Smith, Arkansas, was totally demolished. Well that's where I worked. So I couldn't go to work that day and the kids couldn't go to school that day because Van Buren was hit pretty hard too. So I made the kids get up. I said we're gonna wash Windows today. Why do we have to wash Windows? We did it today off the school and I said, Because they're dirty and they need to be washed. And I said Besides, there's lots of people today that don't have windows to wash. And I was thankful that we did have windows to wash that day. The tornadoes didn't do us. So even any housework, you can be more productive if you put on some good old gospel music and sing along and just get busy dusting and mopping and cleaning, and you'll feel better. Positive people see a bright future, and a negative person sees nothing but doom and gloom choice is yours, which isn't going to be. I want you to be positive. I wanted to read to you I love Chuck Swindoll and I came across this well I think it was in one of the trains that I went to for work but it's called Attitude and he uh, Chuck Swindoll wrote it The longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life Attitude to me is more important than facts. It's more important than the past, than education. Attitude is more important than money. Attitude is more important than circumstances, than failures, than successes, than what other people think, say, or do. It is more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. It will make or break a company. A church, a home. The remarkable thing is we have a choice every day regarding the attitude we embrace for that day. We cannot change the past. We cannot change the fact that people will act a certain way. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play on the one string we have, and that is our attitude. I am convinced. That life is 10% what happens to me and 9 percent how I will react to it. And so it is with you. You are in charge of your attitudes. Got it? Feel good about it? God wants to pick you up no matter where you are, He wants to pick you up and fix you and help you to grow because He wants to show you off. He wants the world to see what he can do through you. So let's choose to have a good attitude. And Paul lived in expectation. That's what we have to do. Live in expectation that things are going to be good because he's overcome the world. He's our overcomer. He's our victor. Okay, let's do our questions. Ephesians 4. 22 through 24 in the New Living Translation says, Instead, let the spirit, spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Spirit. Philippians 2, 5 in the New King James Version says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Philippians 2, 5. The New Living Translation says you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. John 16, Jesus told us that we would have tribulation in this world, but be of good cheer because he has overcome the world. Thank you, Jesus. Jennison Franklin, that's who wrote the book that we've been studying writes, that we can either let the difficult situations take us down or take us up. And Chuck Swindoll said, the single most important decision I can make today is my choice of attitude. Every day, let's decide we're going to have a good attitude. Right? To be around somebody that's always negative, you don't want to be that way. So we we don't want to be around people because it's not lifting Jesus up, is it? Surely not.